Welcome to the Purposeful Planning Podcast, where you'll gain tangible, practical suggestions to help you transform and elevate your practice. Our content is for both seasoned professionals working with complex family systems and those just entering the field. These podcasts will also be valuable for family leaders who are dedicated to helping individual family members find their pathway to flourishing lives and strengthening the relational fabric of the family. Welcome and thank you for joining us. And now your host. Good day. This is John A. Warnick. Um, I'm the founder of the Purposeful Planning Institute. It's my immense honor today and privilege for all of us to have Courtney Pullen as our guest on this Purposeful Planning podcast. Courtney serves as a fellow of the Purposeful Planning Institute and really has served in that capacity since really the inception of PPI back in 2010, 2011, and has made many contributions to the community over the years, one of which um, is Intentional Wealth, Courtney's book, which um, he wrote after, in in a sense, it's kind of like Jay Hughes. Courtney was on this journey observing families, may not have been on five continents, but he, he had a lot of opportunities to observe families who were, I would say, making great strides towards purposeful plans. And he shares kind of the secrets and the wisdom uh, that he's gained in his journey. And it is our tradition, Courtney, to ask the guests on this podcast if they would share briefly what I call their, their purposeful odyssey, the story of kind of where you got started professionally and where you are today. If you could do that before we dive into the topic of our conversation today, that'd be awesome. It'd be my pleasure, John A., and thank you. Um, It's interesting because when you ask me that question, what comes to my mind is a straight linear path between I decided to do something that went out to achieve it. It was not not at all linear. Um, My training originally was a psychotherapist. And I had a private practice for about seven years and accidentally specialized in trauma and was really good at it. Um, So good that I looked around, there's an entire caseload of trauma patients and really was looking for a way to transition out of that work and was approached by a local uh, family business here in Denver about working with their family. So really introduced me to this whole world of family business consulting and how the overlap between a family system and a, and a business system and how crucial that work is for families. And in that particular odyssey, I encountered an enterprise family that uh, didn't had no longer had an operating business. And that's when I thought, this is different than uh, what I've been trained in. And I went out to read everything on the subject that I could find, which was like, I think, two or three books at that time, two of the three done by Jay Hughes. And I found a fellow pilgrim in this journey, John A. Warnick, uh, right around that same year. Um, And we were pilgrims together in learning about the intricacies of a family and the the tragedies that can uh, become on families of significant wealth. So that's really been my journey for the last uh, 
Well, it's funny getting older, John A. Uh, I was uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, how does this happen? Um, for over 25 years now. Yeah, we've really, with we've grown up. <laughs> yes. We really have. But it's it's been an incredible and awesome journey. And I yes. I would just echo um I think I felt Courtney was Courtney was, no question. Courtney was much further along the path when we began to collaborate, but I learned so much uh, sitting next to Courtney and, and sharing opportunities. It, it really has been one of the highlights of my purposeful odyssey has been the time I've been able to spend with Courtney. So Courtney, today we're going to explore the topic of appreciative inquiry. This is, I, um, I think it's one of the great uh, developments that we've seen born in the last 25 or so years. Right. And I'd love to have you share, what is it about appreciative inquiry and, and what does appreciative inquiry mean to you um, that is so valuable in the work that, that many members of the Purposeful Planning Institute are doing? When you think about the world of consulting, whether it's with families or with organizations, is that we have a tendency to be very problem solving in our orientation. And the methodology is kind of straightforward. We identify the problem, we determine root cause analysis, and we come up with a game plan for how to address it and then get the family system into action around addressing those breakdowns. And what can happen in that more deficit-based model is a family or organizational system can auger into the problem. What appreciative inquiry says, the underlying philosophy is that change occurs in the direction of our attention. What we focus on, we get more of. So if I go into a family and system that has significant communication problems, which is pretty classic for a family, right? And if I say to them, tell me about all the communication problems in the family, well, I hear about a lot of the problems, right? And I become part of that narrative about we are a family with big problems. Appreciative inquiry says, in fact, we need to look at a family system or organizational system differently, that every family system has something that works. The patterns that they've adapted um, are functional for them. They work for them. They may cause problems, but it's really seeing the strengths of a family. And it's also really acknowledging that the questions that we ask when we're working with a family create a whole pattern, a whole outcome of new possibilities or auger them into more problems. It's also um, a lot of confidence that a family system has strengths and they, do, they don't wanna be focusing on their weaknesses. They really wanna be seen for their value. And then lastly, that language creates reality. And I'll go into more detail about what that means, but those, John A, are some of the basic underlying tenets of appreciative inquiry. You know, that was excellent. Courtney, and I, as I recall, I, correct me if I'm wrong here, I want to take um, appreciative inquiry back to David Cooper Ryder. Yes. And, and I think 
correct me again, but I think he was centered somewhere in Ohio, maybe in the Cleveland area. Case and Western Reserve. Case Western, Cleveland, Ohio. And, yeah. you know, what's interesting about that is I've often said, can anything good come out of Ohio? And, <laughs> and, and, and yet this appreciative inquiry is a huge development. Um, the influence an appreciative inquiries had is um, it, it's to me, as we think we're going to see very shortly, the emergence of the book Wealth 3.0 and the suggestion from Jim, Dennis, and Kristen that we're we're on the cusp, we're entering a new kind of age or or de developing um, mode for the work that we do in this field. And there's going to be this increased emphasis on positivity and appreciative inquiry certainly is um, got to be something that we carry with us. We don't yes. abandon by any means. It, it could be, I think, very foundational for those who want to um, thrive and create sustaining practices in this Wealth 3.0 world. So Courtney, um, I love what you've taught me about change and the different types of change that um, we can help individuals and families through. Do you want to share a little bit of your wisdom around change? Yeah, there are three kinds of change in general. Historical reality. Historical reality is what we bring from our past. It's our personality. It's our basic psychology. It's family history, just like historical reality would suggest to us. Present reality is the existing cultural norms of a family system. That's political environment, cultural environment. Anticipatory future is the third one. And this is one that appreciative inquiry is, is based on and rooted in. And that is our hopes and dreams for the future. And when you just hear that, it sounds so much more optimistic and has more of a calling to it than the first two. And we spend most of our time as consultants in the first two. We seldom think about what's the anticipatory future of a family system. But what a way to, to meet a family is in their desire for a better future for themselves, in their desire for how do we live in our potential? How do we live into what's possible? We just hear it in my voice. It sounds a lot more optimistic and encouraging than saying, okay, let's roll up our sleeves and talk about everything that's screwed up in this family system. I, I love that. Um, and there is, uh, I, I've been reading a book recently called The Obstacle is the Way. I, um, the, the first name of the author escapes me is Ryan Holiday, I believe. Oh, yes. And the Obstacle is the Way is an incredible book that, um, to me, invites us to think about obstacles. Um, the need for change, in a sense, would be another buzzword. That They really are the, the opportunities. This this kind of anticipatory challenge that opens up when we embrace the possibility that the, right. there might be a brighter future. It's beautiful. But there's also the alluring, um, you call it the Pygmalion effect. And I, I associate it with um, oh, Rex Harrison and 
My Fair Lady, but tell us a little bit about what you mean by the Pygmalion effect. Originally, the Pygmalion effect, this is a uh, a research design in the 60s, um, and thankfully, how we design our research has changed dramatically from the 60s. But what they did is they randomly assigned three groups of students to three different sets of teachers and said to group A, you're going to have an awesome semester. These kids are high achievers. They're really smart kids. Good character. Enjoy yourself. Everything's going to be fine. The second group of teachers were told, again, this, these are randomly assigned, that these group of kids are your typical students. They're not overachievers, uh, but they're fine. You'll, you'll be fine. The third group of teachers, as you can anticipate, were told, these are problem kids. Um, they have some challenges and um, learning disabilities, et cetera. Good luck with this group of kids. So as you can already tell from how I'm approaching the story is the outcome was that the three groups of teachers treated the kids in that manner that they were told to expect in essence. It's like um, a self-fulfilling prophecy, if you will. So at the end of the semester, of course, that's exactly what happened. The overachievers did great, so forth and so on. You see me do this with families, John A. Why talk about what are the files that we have on each other as a family? It's common in any family system, as you've got the identified problem or the clown or the overachiever or the underachiever or whatever. All of those roles become rarefied in some way in a family system, and we hold on to a narrative a self-fulfilling prophecy about, well, so-and-so is just not good with numbers. And I've seen it's several examples of, in a family business system, them overlooking the, the child and the family that had the best skills uh, to take over the business, but they didn't allow them to do that because of old childhood scripts about that child. And part of the self-fulfilling prophecy is the kids begin seeing themselves in that way. So those kids in those three different classrooms started having a view of themselves in that same way, right? So that's depressing on the one hand, because you could see the tragedy inherent in that. And conversely to us as trusted advisors, if we can hold that positive image, of a family system and its individual members, they will start seeing themselves in that same light. So there's a lot of power in essence, turning it around for our, our families. Boy, going back to um, really applying um, appreciative inquiry and this kind of more positive approach to solving challenges families face, um, how do you how do you compare this to AI? <laughs> to... It's funny you say that in this day and age, isn't it? Yeah. So a classic problem-solving approach that most consultants do is they identify what's the problem. Again, they identify the root cause analysis. What are all the possible solutions? And they develop an action plan or a treatment plan in essence. So the view 
that's pretty overt in that is families or an organizational system is a problem to be solved. And let me pause before I go on to AI. What person or what family wants to be seen as a problem to be solved? Right, exactly. Yeah, and yet that's how we are basically wired as human beings because in, in our field, in our discipline, we are attracted to this model of we're the expert. That's in fact what families pay me to be is an expert or to have expertise in this particular area. Of course we have expertise in this area. But if we engage our expertise in this problem-solving approach, that is how the family is going to see themselves is as a problem to be solved. Appreciative inquiry or AI is saying, let's start with appreciating what is in that family system. Really knowing that every family has strengths and then envisioning from that what might be. And what would it look like to have more of that? What should it be for us to be better at this? And then how can we envision the new possibilities, how we could come together? And in the AI approach, now I want to be sensitive to something. And when I'm doing appreciative inquiry trainings, I say to people that, okay, if, you, if your car has a flat tire when you leave this workshop, I would not advise you get out and look at the tire and say, <laughs> hmm, let's appreciate when I've been at my best. No, there are definitely times where there is a problem. We need to get into action. We need to solve the problem. Absolutely. But that, That's a great metaphor. I love it. <laughs> Good. And how I use this with families, John A., is that let's, again, use the classic breakdown in the family system is uh, a breakdown in communication or a breakdown in trust in the family. If I'm using an AI type of model, I'll go in and say, I understand that there is this area of breakdown that's this concern that has brought you into this engagement with me. And I validate that, I empathize it, and I understand the significance of that and the toll it's taken on the family system. So I don't deny it and say, oh, let's just focus on the positive. That's not what this is about at all. What it is instead is, again, acknowledging and validating, and then saying, can you describe to me the times in your family when you have come together, you've overcome an obstacle, you've overcome a challenge, your, your communication was surprising um, in its strengths and its particular merit. So then in the AI interviews, as I'm asking family members to do that or in a whole family meeting, I'll have tables of family members talk about the times they have overcome a challenge successfully. And that already creates a new narrative. It's like, wait a minute, we can do a good job of this. We have excelled in this area. Okay, then we identify what made that happen? And then I get very specific about, I do, and it's opposite of a root cause analysis and basically say, what brought that to life or what made that happen for you all? 
And then I list those out and brainstorm about it. And they, there's a lot of the excitement and generativity in the room. And then I say, okay, what would it look like to have more of that? What's possible? How could you create it? How could you be more intentional about having more of that in the family? So those are the fundamental steps that I'll take a family through in this lens of AI. I, you know, let least anybody be confused by our use of AI. We're using AI as the descriptor for appreciative inquiry. And there is no, there's, this is the disclaimer. There is no linkage here to artificial intelligence. Although, you know, artificial intelligence, no doubt will contribute as well to our finding ways. But I, I really think what I hear, and I'm so grateful, Courtney, that in this 20 minutes or so, you've been able to help us see um, both traditional approaches to family enterprise advisory work, and then the possibility that AI or appreciative inquiry could really become a very valuable approach for a consultant to use who wants to improve the relationships and the outcomes within the, the family or the family enterprise they're serving. I think um, this has been very, very helpful, and it's a great step towards helping us create a more positive um, atmosphere to fostering greater appreciation and collaboration within the family. It's, there's, there's so much to be gained by applying the wisdom that Courtney shared with us today. Do you have any final parting wisdom that you can distill into 30 to 60 seconds, Courtney? Yeah, um, I want to return to something you said, John A., which is appreciative inquiry is an organizational change model that came out of Case Western Reserve. And David Cooper Ryder and his team are the creators of appreciative inquiry. It's been used with organizations for, or I believe it's around 25 plus years now. So if people want to learn more about it, that would be a great resource about it. Um, you can Google it and really learn a lot more about it. I just started using it with families after I was originally trained in my organizational consulting work. Um, it just started making sense to me that this was uh, applied definitely to families. So I would encourage the audiences to consider that new possibility for themselves. That would be maybe a fresh way, a new, a new tool set for them to add to how they approach their work. Wonderful. Thank you again, Courtney. It's my pleasure, John A. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's program. And if you are a member of the Purposeful Planning Institute, I want to invite you to come post in the community forum and share your key takeaways from today's conversation. And if you're not a member yet, here's your invitation to join us and be part of our community and access the network, resources, and tools you need to transform your client relationships and your practice. And don't forget to use promo code PURPOSEFUL to receive a 10% discount on a membership. Learn more at PurposefulPlanningInstitute.com.